0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.
1: Good evening, everybody. It is Monday night here on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio K Pulpit. You are here with myself, Inga Stoffels. And me, Zoe George. And me, Amarain Weiss. It is a full house tonight. And we are excited for the show ahead with you guys. So, guys, how was your day? How was your weekend? I to bring this energy up because you guys look
2: so tired. Girl, you know, I spent this day studying and working like, oh, oh my goodness. I almost forgot that I was in my exam seasons because I've had so much fun this past week. I saw. You went to the deer park. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I went to the deer park. I went to first Thursdays. I got coffee with a friend on Friday. Mm. It's almost like I finished my degree, and then Living I just your best life. Mm, <laughs> then I woke up this morning and saw those emails from uni, and I was like, ah, gotta get back. But what about you, Amadine?
0: So uh, I went on a camp with some of my friends in my master's degree this past weekend, and it was really nice telling all the stories of the nostalgia over the last five years of you know studying together. Mm. Um, So I just, yeah, campfires every morning to make coffee, bra in the evening. It was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. How was your weekend, Inga? (sighs) I don't even know. What did I do this weekend? Child (laughs) care. I was going to say, this was a weekend of no rest for me, actually. It was up and down. But it was fun. I got to rest eventually 9 o'clock last night. Wow. But yeah no it it, it was it was a good it was a good weekend saturday can't remember what i did but i had to be up early sunday at church oh and then we did baptism as well after the service and that went on long and then after that i got home then i had to clean things i couldn't do saturday and yeah, but it was good. It was a good weekend. Productive weekend, very good. Busy weekends always a lot of fun.
2: So true. It, it, I really enjoy them because it just makes me I love being busy. I love having things to mm. do. It makes me feel like I'm like a character on a sitcom, you know. Yeah, there's Running nothing errands. as bad as being bored. Right? If you guys want to tell us what you did this weekend and we'd love to hear. You can WhatsApp us at 0817291657. You guys don't want to miss the show. We're going to be with you guys until 8 p.m. But for now, let's listen to Joyful by Dante Bo. Cape, Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town.
0: Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town welcome to the what's down in cape town section of the show today's is yoga at the beach and poetry in mcgregor first yoga at the beach this is a regular event that will be around for a while i'm assuming in the summer months it's every single sunday from four thirty to five thirty in the afternoon i at first thought this was in the morning and i was like oof yeah mm-hmm. maybe not but then they said oh every evening i'm like Oh, but oh, okay. Some people do do yoga in the mornings. But though. to drive to somewhere nice. to be there at four thirty to start the yoga, I was like, yeah. Yo.
1: Besides be the me. drive,
0: the getting ready.
1: Yeah. What time are you waking up? You like, go to o'clock? sleep in, in your yoga
0: clothes <laughs> and you get up and you get in the car. Oh my gosh. Um. So this is sunset sessions. They seem like they'll be really cool, and it's at Clifton's third beach in Cape Town. It costs fifty rand and is done by the OM Revolution. Um, I can't imagine anything as nice as, like, doing yoga while, like, the sun is setting at the beach with the waves in the background. That seems like the perfect peaceful location for something like that. Literally, that's some main character energy if I've (gasps) ever heard. That is so true. That is absolute main character energy. So, they specified that this is a beginner-friendly event as well as for all ages. They said, please bring your own yoga mat or you can just do the poses in the sand. So, if you don't have one, you can just show up and the sand is soft. Um yeah remember to social distance you guys must keep two meters away from each other and keep masks on book tickets at www.theomrevolution.co.za forward slash events forward slash it is t-h-e-o-m-r-e-v-o-l-u-t-i-o-n the om revolution secondly is poetry in mcgregor so there'll be more than 70 poets at this event, which runs from the 19th to the 21st of November. The small town is inviting people to come in and experience some amazing poetry. The event includes book launches, discussions of poems, writing, poetry writing courses, readings, and more. There's going to be a book tent and an art exhibition, so there's a lot of things to see. Um... Various events cost different entries, so check them out at www.poetryinmcgregor.co.za. That's P-O-E-T-R-Y-I-N-M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R. Wow, I must say I'm pretty excited for both of them, but more Poetry Festival. Like,
2: you don't really hear about those
0: happening. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it before, so I'm like, oh, that's actually really cool. Right. And especially because I don't think there are going to be, like, a massive amount of incredible, like, well-known poets. Yeah. It's poetry at like all levels and all um fame levels i'd say as well so you can go there and you can meet some underground people it seems like it'll be a a fun low-key event
2: yeah so true i would actually really like to go to that one it sounds very fun i do love poetry it was one of my favorite things about english in high school
1: Mm. yeah i was gonna say so the only question is when are we going (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's
0: the 19th to the 21st of november so we've got our day i'm
1: writing
2: my tears are streaming down my face oh goodness how oh, i dry my tears let's get ready for the groovy movie section of the show zoe on 180 degrees Rudy, hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> time to watch the movies
2: now welcome to the groovy movie section of the show now this week's groovy movie is a little bit different because it is a very well-known song even independent of the movie but the movie is based off of a play, a very popular play. Hmm. Inga and I were actually talking about this before the show started, because we both did choir in high school, and both of our choirs Hmm. performed this song. It's an incredibly well-known song. Right? Oh, goodness. I'm, like, obsessed with this song. But It's a
1: great choir song as well, specifically. I think you're going to have to put my mic off before I start singing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also, like, I'm just like, don't hum,
2: don't hum,
0: (laughs) don't hum. (laughs) Right? It's...
2: this might be one of the hardest groovy movies I've done this year Because of just like the nostalgia it has for mm. me
0: Especially because you sang it in choir Yeah To so hold yourself back now yeah. Oh my goodness
2: I kn- And I know the parts too Oh you know what Before I give it away Because you know I will Get your phones out, because if you know what this is, we want to hear from you guys. Please WhatsApp us, the answer being the name of the movie or the song, to our WhatsApp line, which is 081-729-1657. I repeat, 081-729-1657. Alternatively, you can send us an SMS at our SMS line, however standard rates will apply. The SMS line is three seven nine eight. Eight. Not just yeah, listen up you guys. We really want to hear from you. If you're quiet, saying this as well, let us know. on 180 degrees before the break we listened to what if by matthew west and huh, it was quite a nice song but before we listened to that one we listened to a song that formed part of this week's groovy movie now as i mentioned before this is an exciting song straight off of broadway made into a film very successful a lot of people know it and i could only talk about it so long without giving it away I am of course talking about Seasons of Love from the musical Rents that was previously on Broadway, but is now on the silver screen as of 2005. So to all of you guys who guessed correctly, you can give yourselves a pat on the back because you indeed know good cinema.
0: We were having a wonderful time in studio just singing along. Indeed. It's just a difficult song to not sing
1: along to. It's, True. True. it's so good. It, Begs you to do so. I feel like it's because it's like a school choir song. So Aww. true. Send us a message if your school choir sang that song.
2: Yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. So yeah, let's go on into the interview section of the show. So we have on Apostle Nandi Noram from Nigeria. And he is our Fountain of Life International. He does various mission works throughout Africa with a main focus on West Africa. We are so excited to speak to you now, Apostle. How are you doing this evening?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you. How about you guys? How y'all doing? I'm enjoying your show.
2: <laughs> We're doing well. Thank you so much for asking. So I'd just like to ask, first of all, what exactly is a missionary and what do you do in these communities?
3: Okay. Well, first of all, even though I'm from Nigeria, I'm actually based in the United States of America. I'm not even Atlanta, Georgia. I've been in America for the past twenty three gonna twenty-four years. I've been out of Africa. Um Living where I've lived outside of Africa for the past 27 years now. So I've been out of Africa for a while, but I come to Nigeria and West Africa to do missionary work. So, to answer your question, what is a missionary? Uh, a missionary, from the word, when you look at the word missionary, is someone who goes on a mission and someone who has an intention to serve the community. Um, from the Christian perspective, first of all, with the gospel. So, a missionary is somebody who comes with the message of the gospel to a community. But we believe that missionary work in, uh, entails two aspects. There's a proclamatory aspect, which is about preaching and teaching and prophesying all that. But also, there's a practical aspect to, to missionary work. That's what distinguishes a missionary from a regular minister. Ministers tend to just do only proclamatory of proclamation of the gospel. But missionary goes there to actually get involved with the people, and meet their needs, meet their felt needs, meet the practical needs that they have there, apart from preaching the gospel. So that's what a missionary is, somebody who goes to the mission, to of course share the gospel in practical ways. We believe that um, you got to see the face of God through our love. As we share things with them, as we practically meet needs, we can see the face of God, and we can be open to the gospel. So those are things that we intentionally do. Uh, yes.
1: So what made you specifically want to reach out to Nigeria?
3: Okay. Um, well, again, I'm going to go back to what the missionaries I kind of pick up from there. Um, a missionary has to uh, to be effective. A missionary must be able to understand the culture of the people, must be able to kind of become like them, smell like sheep, emit, I mean, be able to identify with their needs, to meet their needs. A missionary cannot stand... Um, Away, far from the people, to reach out to them, you gotta go into their communities and do what they do. I'm a Nigerian by birth. Okay, I grew up in Nigeria, but I've left Nigeria. I've lived more than half of my life in about half of my life thereabouts outside of Nigeria now. Okay, so I've been, you know I've been gone for a while, but I understand the needs of people in Nigeria, and I felt drawn to Nigeria, back to Nigeria a few years ago. I was I I had left Nigeria for about 14 years. I'd not gone to Nigeria. 14 years, but I kind of felt drawn to come back into Nigeria to do some work. And um, I engaged, I began to interact with people who I know who are pastors and people who are head of ministries. And in the process, I said, this, people have needs, practical needs, beyond just preaching and teaching. They have needs for, you know, uh, uh, resources and uh, human, human resource training, leadership training, um, need for food, need for clean water, need for clothing. And those type of things and and therefore we began to look at how can I in america how can i how can I get resources together from America and also with my partners and friends and family members and be able to send to meet this need so that we preach the gospel to them we can also demonstrate the love of God in practical terms so there's there was a drawing from God to go back to Nigeria to do that and also from nigeria we, we started growing out into other aspects other parts of Africa so Nigeria being the uh You know our starting point, as it were.
0: Um, something that I'm really interested in, also working in ministry myself, is how COVID nineteen and travel bans have affected your outreach and ministry work since 2020.
3: Um, yeah, it's it's been really challenging. I mean, I was supposed to be in South Africa, supposed to be in South Africa two times, so I've been in South Africa last year and earlier this year. But there's so much bans and restrictions and so much confusion with the politics of the whole situation that it, it made it very difficult. Literally begin to travel. I was supposed to have gone to Nigeria last year also. I couldn't make it because Nigeria was closed. Most countries were closed. So we were restricted. We're not able to effectively reach out to people. So what did we do in the, in, in the interim? What we did was that we partnered with people and we began to send resources. So while we were not practically able to Be there physically on ground. We began to partner with churches and organizations. So we sent resources, sent money, and for people to buy food and share with different churches. We did that. I mean, many ministries were directly, if I say, blessed by our ministry by doing that. Apart from that, I also began to engage, of course, with the advent of Zoom and all the other things. We began to do programs in collaboration with different ministers from around the world. So last year, I held many meetings, many uh, programs online, uh, many forums and different you know types of things online you know, with different ministers from South Africa, from London, from Nigeria, from Ghana, from the Caribbean. You know, we had different ministers come in, different forums on different topics. So while we're physically not able to go, we're able to use technology to go. We're able to use the media to go. We're able to use our, use our money to go, our partnerships to go. So we were restricted physically, but the gospel is not restricted. Thank God for, mm-hmm. for 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 technology. Yeah. We're able to use that, and so we were able to get some things done. For uh, yeah, that was it.
2: I would like to ask you a more of a personal question, Apostle. So, as you so, said, there is a difference between just being a air quotes regular minister and a missionary. So, how did you know that you were called to go specifically into missionary work and not just be like a regular minister
3: well there are two things there are two ways to know to let me say to identify one way is god's direct instruction mm-hmm. god's or let me call it or a burden from the lord sometimes god might not say to you son go there but it's a burden you feel a burden, You feel a a godly responsibility and assignment to go somewhere now you begin to pray about it and then the more you pray about it that burden gets stronger it gets stronger for you not only to focus on on preaching, but also practical, practical things. Uh, and now, let me say this. It, it, God gives us different burdens, different assignments to fulfill. So some of us, are, like for me, for example, if there's the burden to do not just only preaching, but also to do demonstration in terms of practical terms. So that's one way, to, that's one of the things, the call of God, the burden, the burden from God. So God could give you a direct word from the Lord, tell you, hey, Go, do, go to go to so place or begin to uh, begin to focus your ministry in this direction or a burden. God gives you a burden, and as you pray about it, that burden grows. It grows, and 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 then God begins to, of course, connect you with other people. Connect you, you know begins to I call it cross pollination. God begins to bring people your path and people you never knew before who didn't know you. Somehow you guys connect and you are able to see that there's something that can happen here. And that partnership now begins to, of course, develop and the opportunities to fulfill that call, to fulfill that assignment, that burden begins to manifest and you pursue it. And the more you pursue it, guess what? The more it grows. And the more it grows, the more you pursue it. And also other people come in. I was, uh, for example, I was online sometime and a gentleman from Ghana reached out to me and say, hey man of god and he began to talk to me we want to come to Ghana. i'm like yeah we, we'll come to and i'm still talking to him but at some point in time we're going to make a, do a mission next year together. you know so mm. that's pretty much how it works
1: sure that and i think that is also something that is so you know when it's god ordained when there's when there's divine alignments when you don't go look for the people to come into your ministry, but God kind of just puts them onto your path and he aligns everything so perfectly. So something that I want to ask was, like what was your vision, mission, some goals and objectives for this year? And would you say that you've met the goals that you set out for within this year?
3: Yes, um, this year our, our goals uh, were within, was, was of course, um, to travel. Um, I, we've not met all the goals. Uh, we're supposed to have. We're thinking about. We're planning to go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. We made contact mm-hmm. with people in Mexico, but somehow because of lockdowns, we're not able to accomplish them. But for the most part, yes, we we have met them. I mean, this year we we expanded our mission in in Nigeria. We expanded it I and mean, to begin to embrace uh, people who are, uh, lepr- who are leprosy patients, at leprosarium, uh, and also mm-hmm. engage people who are in an orphanage. And we began to minister to those people. We, we did a lot of ministerial training. We also did a lot of um, 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? entrepreneurship programs, helping people to engage their minds and their skill set and begin to make money with that. So, we, yes, we've been able to accomplish quite a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm Actually, I'm going to Nigeria this week <laughs> to go and continue to do that. Yeah. So we've been able to accomplish quite a lot, but we're... And so the coronavirus, in a restricted us because we, people from Mexico were supposed to have connect, connect, connected with them out South America, but somehow that connection did not really perfectly come together. Now, sometimes the way this does work is why you want to do something, i really going to pursue and pray about it. We live in the human, in the, in the world where there are restrictions here and there and we just keep working, keep trusting God and keep believing God that doors will open that, you know, things from together and we just keep pursuing it. So this year has been fruitful. I mean, I'll be honest with you, our trip to Nigeria in July, the month of July was super successful. It was great. You know, I've also traveled in America here ministering the word of God, preaching the word of God. What we also do in America, because America uh, is a little bit different the way America works, we partner. I do more partner with other ministers, other ministries in America. Um, some time ago, I think it was well, we, there's a holiday we had here, and we we partnered with our ministry to reach out to people who are elderly, who are in homes. We out to them and shared love, with them. Practically shared things with them, and went there to sing. My wife and my kids went. I wasn't. I traveled. I wasn't around. My wife and my kids they went and sang, and you know, cheered up the elderly in those homes. So we'll be, we've yeah, we've we've gotten things done this year, but. You know, we trust God for greater next year.
0: You've spoken a bit about the expansion of ministry that you guys have had this year. Have you um, experienced that there's been an increased need for missionary work since the lockdown or COVID nineteen?
3: Yes, absolutely, definitely. Because again, uh, with the lockdowns, that came a lot of people lost their jobs. You know, people uh, uh, People are trying to rebuild. A lot of people mm-hmm. were laid off or they were furloughed or whatever you want to call it, and they're trying to get back again. So there's need for finances, for food, for health care. People are afraid, you know, of for their lives and for the future and for their nations and all that. So ministry, ministry, ministry particularly missionary work, has had to change a little bit, not just only just a pure, like I said before, uh, just the teaching of the word of God to becoming more of an encourager, becoming a place where people can come to and lean on for encouragement. So, lot you of know, my posts on, on social media have, have taken that, that, uh, um, that shift, as it were, to get more into encouraging people. And that thing that has happened in lockdown that, uh, for many of us, has is, is helped us begin to refocus again. One of the fundamental things that we believe as Christians, a lot of times, uh, people in, we go to church. We take some things for granted that everybody knows the truths of the gospel and the word of God. But during the lockdown, we're able to go back and look at it. So there's now a heightened need. But with that also came confusion because now you go online. Everybody's online. There are all kinds of preachers online. So it's, it's it's been very challenging. But it's because there's a need. People out there in the world felt hopeless. Covid-19 made everybody feel helpless and hopeless and so yeah. that meant that the church, the body of Christ, had to become the place for hope. So, we as missionaries, we began to do, or we have to do practically speaking, to help people to find hope in God Himself, a relationship with God, begin to understand their faith better, and also provide resources, ongoing resources, to help them realize that, look, God is on your side, God loves you, and God wants to meet your needs. So, I'm going to ask another very
2: personal question. And it, well, it's not that personal but I want to ask what the best part about working in the missions field is and if you have any advice for anyone who wants to enter this field as well
3: wow the best part oh my goodness <laughs> the best part of mission is, is seeing people smile it's literally being that hand of god to people you know mm-hmm. they, they say people don't know how much uh, they don't care how much you know until you can see how much you can being able to see people smile being able to see people begin to understand God because they see us Jesus said if you have seen me you have seen the Father mm. you know where you become the extension of Jesus to people you cause them to smile you cause joy to come you cause hope to come alive to people I mean that that to me Barnon, is awesome we there's, there's a picture video we my team went to an orphanage and oh my goodness one of my team members embraces young, these young people, an American lady embraces young people, orphans in Africa, you know, so embrace them. There was no, this wasn't, of course, with the coronavirus, <laughs> embrace them with smiles and you could see the children they were so happy, they were so excited. All of that, when you see those people smiling and you see them happy like that, there's nothing. You can't, I mean, a million dollars cannot make you feel better than that. So anybody who wants to, who wants to go to mission, I want to just encourage them and say, look, God wants, God needs people. Jesus said the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Mm-hmm. So if you feel a nudging towards serving people, practically speaking, I want to encourage you, to take some time to pray about it, okay? If you're part of a local church, which you should be part of, absolutely. Talk to your pastors, talk to your leaders, share with them this burden that you have. Because one of the things that makes mission work easier is when you have partners, when you have your local to supporting you. I mean, every time I travel, have people, have ministries supporting me, have pastors, friends, family members sending resources. It makes it easier for you. So even when you feel discouraged, you, you can, you can, you, you, because of the support you have and the networks you have, you can see things, uh, you can feel, you don't, you don't, you don't give up. You don't give up. Keep plodding at it. Let me say this quickly, and that's this. I I noticed also that we're doing a lot of ministry, and it was more, it, I noticed we're doing more, I'll call it touch and go ministry. Touch and go means that you go there, you minister to them, you're gone. We'll come back next time again, we'll do it again. But I wanted more more partnership ministries. So this year also we began to, we began to go partnering. We began to look for ministries that will partner with us so that, so that not only do we go to them, but they also come connect with us. We become like friends so that, that will, what we do will be sustained. Jesus said he wants us to bear fruit, and our fruit will remain. So there's lots of things we're doing right now. I'm beginning to focus on that, focus on being able to build longer lasting relationships. We're looking at next year, we're, we're looking at being able to have people sponsor people in Africa. You know, people who are orphans or people who are widows, have people sponsor them from the West. So that financially speaking, every year, every month you can send them a twenty dollar or thirty or ten, whatever it is, and that way that will help those people on an ongoing basis. A kid who's going to high school or who's going to college or who is in elementary school, who probably doesn't have resources to go to school, I will drop out if we don't send that money. If we send it through their church, of course, to minister to help them to fulfill their dreams. So all of that. Anybody wants to engage, these are things that you're gonna, you're gonna, God's gonna take you into, and m- much more. So don't be discouraged about it. Find a local church, of course, or, or connect your local church. Take time to pray about it, so that way you know God is sending you. You don't want to go where God does not send you. You mm-hmm. want to be one of the sent and not one of the went, as we say. Mm-hmm. So those are things I'll just encourage anybody to do. Thank you, thank you so much. And, 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 let, and let me let me say this also before I go: It's never, too, you're never too young to do it. I've taken my kids who are young. They're never too old to do it. You can't say, and, and again, there's also, okay, there are two types of ministries, I'll say three types of, of mission, mission work. Number one is what they call embedded missions, embedded missionaries. And embedded missionaries are the one that goes to live among the people. They actually relocate and live among them, begin to understand their culture, begin to eat their food, and begin to share the gospel with them, begin to live out the life of Christ, also connected to the whole missions. So the home base is sending resources, and they're able to be a blessing to the people. The second group of people is someone like me. I go in there, I work with established groups, do relationships with them, and I go there three, four times a year, and I'm connected with with groups, constantly building relationships. The third group of missions is what many people fall into, and that is when you go there on a trip, on a missions trip. Okay, You find a missionary group or a group going to Africa, going to America, going somewhere, China, India, wherever, and you go with them and do like a short-term missionary work. You go there and be there for two weeks or three weeks or maybe a week and just do short-term missionary work. So you go there. and you, So whatever group you fall into, everybody can do missions. That's what I'm saying. Everybody can do missions. You can do it full time. You can do it like myself, or you can do it as a you go on a mission trip. But everybody can be involved. So whatever, wherever you are in this spectrum, please keep doing it. Keep serving Jesus. Keep loving on God's people. God bless you.
2: Thank you so much, Apostle, for giving us those nuggets of wisdom and just sharing with us the joys of doing missions work. I, I really enjoyed this okay. interview.
0: Oh, thank you very much for sharing Christ. your calling in Christ with us. It's always so wonderful to hear thank people's you. experiences.
3: Yes, thank
0: you. Thank so I'd just like
2: to lastly ask if there's any way anyone listening can follow Fountain of Life International online. Like, do you have a website or any social media handles you can share with the audience?
3: Yes, I, I, used, to be, I, used, to be, I used to have a website, but we're, we're rebuilding it right now. They can join, they can, they can connect with me on Facebook, on mm-hmm. Facebook fountain of life international or you can go uh, on my name Nam De Norum, if you don't know how to spell it just go fountain of life international i'll be right you'll see me right there
2: <laughs> yes thank you so much apostle please thank enjoy the rest of your evening
0: thank you very much for joining us bye thank you god bless you Baba.
2: god bless you too wow that was a really insightful interview. I always love speaking to missionaries. Mm. I know quite a few people who've gone on short-term missions and they always just speak with, they have a lot of love in their heart yes. because in order to do that, you yes. really must have a love for people. And but, a
1: passion for people. Yes. Because I mean, and I like what he said um, when he said if something is a burden on your heart, then it's it's part of your calling, it's part of your passion because there's many times where, where you might feel like you know the youth is really burdening on your heart Mm. and then you know you need to go out there or the poor is really burdening on your heart and then you need to pursue it. Like you said, pursue it and it will grow. The burden will grow and grow and you'll feel like you need to do more and more and you will step into your purpose, basically.
2: So true. I especially loved that phrasing that he used, burden. I've never Mm. actually heard it being used before, but it really did feel like it, closely connected because you really do feel like a burden for those people Mm. and those situations that you're going to do the missions work for so yeah that was a really insightful interview Mm. yeah it was very inspiring so true now let's just hear a status promo about our new mall you guys
0: all right now it is time for the mystery bible quiz this week's question I cannot give you guys a scripture reference for because it's also one of the answers to the question (laughs) So the question for this week is, what are the names of Naomi's daughter-in-law? Daughters-in-law. I wasn't sure how to phrase this in English. There are two of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is from a short book in the Old Testament, and that is all I'm going to give you guys. It's a very well-known story. And we'll say this book is one
2: of my more mm. loved books, personally, just because it is about a woman. Mm. Okay, yeah, no, 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 I was going to
1: say, I was going to say, is that we going to say more or what? But no, you doing I'm good. I'm on my
2: best behavior tonight, girls. <laughs> <laughs> so while you guys are busy thinking up what the Bible quiz could possibly be, please enjoy Better King by Brandon Murphy. 180 Degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today.
3: I Am Radio.
2: So we just listened to Better King by Brandon Murphy. And I quite like that song, honestly. It was giving Austin Mahone, but it was very, very funky.
0: But before we listen to that song, I asked you guys a question. So the question was, what are the names of Naomi's daughters-in-law? And the answer to that is Orpa and I don't know how you say that in English. Orpa. And Ruth. Yeah. In Afrikaans, Orpa and Ruth. 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 Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Um, very classic Afrikaans names as well. Fun fact, my grandma, uh, her, three and her, her three sisters, the three of them, was supposed to be named after these three characters. The oldest is Naomi, yeah. second oldest is Orpa. And then, like, I don't know, her dad was over it. And he's <laughs> like, you're going to be named Vienna after an oh, actress. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: No, so, not Naomi Orpa
1: and Vienna. There was literally one more child left right? to name.
0: And he was just like, ah, I'm not feeling it." <laughs> he's like, forget
2: it. You know what's interesting though? A fun fact about the name Orpah, Oprah was actually supposed to be named Orpah, but the doctors misspelled her name. Oh my goodness.
1: As in Oprah, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah Oprah Winfrey. Winfrey. As in you're getting it.
0: You get a card, you get a card, we're all getting a card. And I think Oprah is like a really popular name now. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is actually. Zoe really loved that moment. Zoe,
1: you're, Wow, Zoe. Your inner opera was channeled and it was just, just manifested over
0: these mics. Zoe is an extrovert and it came out in that moment. Oh my
2: goodness. You can't get rid of that part of me. But for now, let's just go on into the happy health
0: tip. Health tips. How to be happy in your health it's not just about being healthy it's about being happy should be quite interesting chocolates are the true source of happiness
1: so we are in the happy health tip section of the show and yes chocolates and i will always encourage you chocolates are the true source of happiness So tonight we are going to speak about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle during exams.
0: (gasps) Very apt currently.
1: Mm. I know I need that. (laughs) Yeah, Zoe, because I wanted to say I know, you know, (laughs) students are all writing exams or if you're in the middle of exams. I just thought, you know what, let's get into maintaining a healthy lifestyle. So number one is cut back on other commitments. If you can, minimize your hours at work or any other major commitments you usually have during the week, like the Deer Park. Ah.
0: So we didn't know I was going to bring that in
2: there. Oh my
1: word, the shame. I feel
0: (laughs) like I've been thrown under the train. I want to put you an impromptu tip. Remember to relax and take enough breaks, like
1: (laughs) going to the Deer Park. (laughs) (laughs) So it says, this will take a lot of pressure off and will allow you more time to study without the need for late nights but i know some people actually study better at night what are you guys like would you study better at night or during the day
0: i study the best 4 a.m the day (laughs) of the test okay do not follow my toxic study i
2: study best in the evening but as soon as it hits 10 o'clock if i don't know it i don't know it (laughs) i'm going to sleep
1: (laughs) (laughs) number two Eat a well-balanced diet. It's tempting to reach for study snacks such as chips and chocolates to see you through exams, but you will find it much easier to concentrate if you eat nutritional meals and healthy snacks. Number three, avoid excess caffeine. Many students fall into the trap of turning to coffee or energy drinks to help them study. You may think that it will help you study, into the night or pep you up for the exam but it is more likely that you'll crash okay you can't see but i did <laughs> air it in quotes. air quotes <laughs> it's more likely that you will crash
0: that mm. was one of the, that was one of my best friends like exam routine they would wait until the last second to start starting <laughs> till like 10 p.m <laughs> and then like cool she down a monster and then she'd study through the night like mm. completely mm. and then she'd get to the test the next day be so tired she's like right and then she would down another monster <laughs> oh my goodness and she was like time and then she'd get home and then
1: she was like done ko
2: mm. i'm just gonna pretend like i didn't have like three cups of coffee today <laughs>
1: <laughs> number four get a good night's sleep sacrificing sleep for late night cramming isn't a good habit to keep even if you want to be more prepared for your exam It's unlikely that you'll do your best studying if you are struggling to stay awake. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Number five. Find a friend to study with. Studying with friends offers an opportunity to take a break and socialize while remaining productive. I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I can study with a friend like same I know some people are different and it helps like study groups but I do not think I can actually study with a friend I'll end up speaking about I don't know same I'm cracking jokes about (laughs) the study material
0: my my friends refuse to study with me because I can study (laughs) with them But when we study together, there's always something more interesting to talk about. Mm. I'm
1: I'm the problem. I'm the drama. (laughs) You see, and admitting it is the first step (laughs) to recovery. So true. (laughs) Next point is allow yourself some study breaks. Some study breaks. Ah, not all the time. (laughs) Some study breaks. Studying can be tiring, so it's important to stop and refresh every so often next one is learn to manage stress each student has their own way of dealing with stress and you need to determine what works for you doing some exercise having a short nap catching up with your friends or even just taking a few deep breaths are all good ways to relieve your stress and to refresh and the final one is plan a post-exam reward for yourself like Mm. the deer park (laughs) planning something fun for after your exams whether it's a dinner with friends, a movie night, or even a trip away, will offer you something to look forward to and motivate you to work hard right until the end. And I can actually say that you will actually feel like you deserve that, mm. that post-exam treat. Yeah. You know, if you know, I've worked hard, I've studied hard. So you're not stressing about the results while you're on your trip away. You know you've done what you had to do. So yeah. I think that's a good tip
2: yeah it's especially true I used to practice something similar to that I would deactivate my Instagram during exams and then like I'd just say to myself oh you know once it's over you're gonna go back and things are gonna be Gucci you know Mm. and I don't know when I would come back after my exams I would I don't know I felt like I wasn't wasting time anymore so it really is a great way to motivate yourself by giving giving yourself little little rewards
0: and giving yourself uh, like a nice little social media detox as well yeah
2: the social media lord knows it can be toxic Mm -hmm. oh oh So now let's just listen to Sunday Morning Feeling By Apollo LTD Featuring Ryan Stevenson This one's a fun one And that was Sunday Morning Feeling By Apollo LTD and Ryan Stevenson Mm.
1: Such a fun summary song If you were not on your feet during that song Uh 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 because you had 180 degrees, we bring the heat with the music. Wow. <laughs> know, we were having a fun.
0: really good jam session here in the studio.
1: Legit. We really love the music we play
2: here on the show. Mm. Uh, oh, my goodness. And just like that, it's five minutes to eight. Sure. We're at the bottom of the hour. Mm. We had a fun show, you guys. I, I It was fun. It was inspirational. I think the show was well-rounded. So true. We had nice What's Down in Cape Town that mm. I would love to do. A fun, groovy movie. Nice Bible quiz really testing the youth out there and then also a nice happy health tip that's very relevant Mm.
0: yeah and on that note like good luck to everyone who's going into exam season now so true university students who are currently writing as well as uh, high school students i think that are starting soon
2: yeah Mm. matriculants especially who are doing their finals Mm. i know it's a very stressful time
1: you are in our prayers definitely and tonight we just want to encourage you guys before we leave Philippians 4 verse 13 which which says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you so when you do that when you're studying when you're doing that exam you are not alone do not lean on your own strength know that God is with you and you can do all things through Christ this has been 180 Degrees Signing signing out
2: tweet us at I am Y movement
1: this insert was brought to you by Radio K
0: Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.